Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com or you can download our free Living Truth app. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 4, verses 10 through 17, called, Oh Lord, Please Send Someone Else. When the modern church becomes about one man preaching and a group of people watching, we've lost our way. This is a holy moment for equipping so that we can hear the voice of our Lord and go out and make a difference in the world, amen? It's not a spectator sport. And I know there's a lot of hungry believers in this room and watching because you guys have heard the call of God and you're like, Lord, with fear and trembling, here I am. Moses essentially says to God, I don't want (laughs) to. I'm out of excuses. I'm out of objections. Please, Lord, the updated New American Send the message by whomever you will, but not me. Remember when God called Jonah, go to the great city of Nineveh, preach the message that I give to you. And Jonah made a sign. Oh no, I won't go. And God said, oh yeah? And so he bought a ticket and he got on the ship and he went down, 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 down and the storm came and They went down where he was sleeping and, hey, who are you? Where'd you come from? Call on your God. And they drew lots and the lot fell to Jonah and they said, who are you? Where'd you come from? Oh, I'm an Israelite. I serve the living and the true God. The storm was because of Jonah and he went into the water and God prepared a great sea monster to swallow up the wayward prophet. The sea monster, whether it was a whale or not, was a provision of God's grace, not of his judgment. Because it grabbed him in his defiance and got him to where he needed to be. And he had a bit of a wake-up call in the stomach of the great sea monster. You ever had a wake-up call in the places, tight spaces like that? Hot. Stomach acids of the sea monster, seaweed hat going on, you know, a new line you can put out on the internet. And then finally you come to your senses. Okay, God, I'll go. See, God's going to get his will done. But here's the scary thing He can use somebody else. Moses doesn't say scrap the whole idea. He knows that the people of Israel need to be set free from Egyptian bondage. He just doesn't want to be the guy. What's God calling you to do? How many excuses have you made to say, well, it's got to be somebody else? And the anger of the Lord burned against Moses 14. This is, I think, the first time It talks about the anger of the Lord in the Bible directed at an individual. And he said, is there not your brother Aaron the Levite? I know that he speaks fluently, and moreover, behold, he's coming out to meet you, and when he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. Okay, the Lord was angry 
and his anger is always righteous. And I want you to be reminded, we'll see this later in Exodus 34, 6, that the Lord is slow to anger. But it doesn't mean he didn't get angry. It just means he's slow to it. And when you hit about four or five excuses and the Lord's manifest himself at the burning bush and he's overcome your objections and you just still finally say, it's just because I don't want it. I got nothing else. I just don't want to go. And the Lord gets mad. Kind of like as a parent. How many times do I need to tell you to make your bed? Well, I I got a hangnail. Oh, I pulled a hammy. Uh, You know, right? (laughs) And God finally says, no more. You got a brother, don't you? He can talk. Okay. Well, he's on his way to meet you because the Lord knows everything. And he's going to be glad when he sees you and he's going to help you. Is it possible that though Aaron became... Moses' partner, so to speak, that Moses missed something? Did Moses settle for second best? Is it possible that God wanted to heal Moses and was about to? And because Moses made his excuses, the Lord just left it alone? I don't know. God is sovereign. Moses said, could have said something like this, I know there are individuals more credentialed than I, but if I am the person you want and if you will go with me and with my mouth and I am available, give me your marching orders. And, you know, we have a helper, the Holy Spirit, in our lives and we can rely on that power. And as we read on in the book of Exodus, Aaron is going to be a mixed blessing for Moses. It's going to be good to have his brother there before the Pharaoh, and his brother is going to do some of the talking, but the bulk of the talking, even throughout the Exodus, is actually from Moses, and in the additional books that Moses writes, he's the main speaker, nonetheless. So maybe it was just more about comfort for Moses, but then Aaron is going to be responsible for constructing the golden calf and going to become a pain in Moses' side. And in the book of Numbers, he's going to challenge Moses' leadership to the, to the extent that Miriam gets involved and she gets leprosy at least for a time because of their questioning of Moses' leadership. Can we say no to God? Esther 4.14, Mordecai says to Esther, if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. And you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not attained royalty for such a time as this, Esther 4.14. And she says, okay, I'm going. Please fast for me. We're gonna fast. And if I perish, remember, I perish. But Mordecai wisely said, God can get somebody else, but you're in the court and God's orchestrated the events in such a way that you are the woman. You're right there. Don't say no. And I think that God was moving in Aaron's heart too and provided him a helper. And Aaron is something like the sea monster, if you will, in Jonah's story. Gets him to where he needs to be, maybe gets him over the hump and I will tell you this, I know that God knows our concerns and our fears, and he is patient with us, amen? If he weren't, none of us would be here. 
He's very patient. He knows our weaknesses. He knows that we are dust. He knows our fears. And I think he patiently uh, listens to our heart. But at some point, he says, okay, I think we've dealt with all of this stuff now. Let's go. It's time to go. And just a side note, the Pharaoh was familiar with a spokesman because there was a high official in his court that was designated as the mouth of the king, in quotes. And so maybe it's just another further provision from God. You are to speak to him. Now he goes on about Aaron, and we're winding down. And put the words in his mouth, and I, even I, will be with your mouth and his mouth, both of you, and I will teach you what you are to do. Moreover, Exodus 4.16, he shall speak for you to the people, and it shall come about that he shall be as a mouth for you, and you shall be as God to him. Exodus 7.1, if you want to take a peek, this is just another example It says, then the Lord said to Moses, see, I make you as God to Pharaoh and your brother Aaron shall be your prophet. It's as God. Moses did not become a God. He was a man, but he was as God in this sense that he had become God's mouthpiece to deliver the message to the Pharaoh. And this is something important to write down for your notes. It's 2 Corinthians 5.20. It says that we, the church, are ambassadors for Christ as though God were what? Pleading through us for people to be reconciled to God. Do you know that whenever you share the gospel, you become that vessel through which God brings his message to the world. And God has decided to use the foolishness of preaching to save the lost. He doesn't have to. He's used donkeys along the way, right? (laughs) To speak to wayward prophets. He can use whatever he wants to use, but he has decided to use the foolishness of preaching. That is, the weakness of the human bringing the message to another sinful person, telling them where to find bread from the hand of the king. Amen? And it's a great privilege that we have. And it's one of the reasons that we're still here. It's as though God were pleading his message through us for people to be reconciled to God. Because he, God, made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we in him might become the righteousness of God. We have a a role to play. God gives his word. We communicate the word so that people can be saved. The relationship between Moses and Aaron would reflect God's relationship with his prophets. Thus, God, quoting, was the revealer, Moses the prophet, Aaron the public repeater. An arrangement not unlike that in the modern church, involving God, the scriptures as the location of his word, and the preacher as the public repeater, close quote. Luther puts it this way. Whoever possesses and believes the word of God possesses the spirit and power of God and also the divine wisdom, truth, heart, mind, and everything that belongs to God, in essence, to deliver the word of God and to do so faithfully. It is required of a steward that he be found, what? Faithful. And that is that when we stand in the stead of the Lord in the sense that we become the vessel or the mouthpiece for his word, it is incumbent upon us to give it clearly, unvarnished, without apology, unto his glory. 
You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Listen to our podcast mini-series, A Step Closer. In these series, Pastor Michael Lance and others on the Walk in Truth team discuss topics we face in our life from a Christian perspective. Our next series is called Trick or Treat, The Origins of Halloween. Some of the symbols that you see around you on this holiday, you'll see imagery of death, skeletons, skulls, black, all of this stuff ties to their thought that the veil was the thinnest on this night. And so they thought that somehow, if there was a chance to communicate with those who had moved on, those who had died, it would be on this night. You can listen to A Step Closer on walkintruth.com, or you can subscribe and follow Walk In Truth on your favorite podcast app, like Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. It is required of a steward that he be found, what? Faithful. And that is that when we stand in the stead of the Lord in the sense that we become the vessel or the mouthpiece for his word, it is incumbent upon us to give it clearly, unvarnished, without apology, unto his glory. And you let the results lie with God. Amen? Too many in our day are so worried about what people are going to think that they hold back the full counsel of God. To our shame, we are to repeat what God says. And we are to bring the word, the saving word of truth. And you shall take in your hand this staff that was set apart with which you shall perform the signs. Now, this is the end of the uh, interaction at the burning bush and Moses is going to go. He's going to go to his father-in-law and then he's going to go. So we're going to get ready to move into those portions of Exodus, but that's next time. I want you to turn all the way to the book of Acts and we're done. Acts chapter 3. Peter is preaching and he is addressing his generation, his people. Acts chapter 3. He is preaching about Jesus Christ. I want you to see what it says about Jesus. Acts chapter 3. We begin in verse 18. But the things which God announced beforehand by the mouth of all the prophets, Acts 3.18, that his Christ should suffer, he is thus fulfilled. Repent therefore and return, that your sins may be wiped away in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus, the Christ appointed for you, whom heaven, Acts 3.21, must receive until the period of restoration of all things, about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from ancient time. Acts 3.22. Moses said, The Lord God shall raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. This is quoting Deuteronomy 18.15. To him you shall give heed in everything he says to you. And it shall be that every soul that does not heed that prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people. And he goes on to talk about Jesus. He says, it is you, 25, who are the sons of the prophets 
and of the covenant which God made with your father, saying to Abraham, in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. For you first God raised up his servant and sent him to bless you, that is Jesus, by turning every one of you from your wicked ways. Now here's the connection, and we close with this. Moses was a prophet before the burning bush, and God, the great I am, said, go. And Moses said, no. But he eventually went. And Jesus Christ, the voice of the burning bush, was up in glory. Don't know everything that was happening, but the perfect unity of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, perfect love, perfect unity. The Father said to the Son, go. Not just go speak to the Pharaoh, not just go and confront the uh, situation of the slavery and the taskmasters. You go and you're going to die in their stead. You go, my son. And aren't you glad that Jesus didn't say, well, Father, I mean, come on. Uh, you know, there's, there's about five or six things I'd like to bring up. Uh, you know, those people, they're not really worth it, number one. Number two, you want me to do what? Be born in a, in a cave? Why not a palace? You, know, uh, you want me to grow up in Nazareth, a nowhere town, born to basically unknown people? And you want me to, to obviously you know, live that whole life, fulfill the law, then die on a cross as a capital criminal and endure your wrath and be put in a tomb and then rise from the dead? But Jesus didn't say any of that. He said, Father, if that's what you want me to do, I will go. The Father said, go. The Son, the great prophet, the, the one greater than Moses said, I will. I always do those things that please the Father. And in the garden, of course, in his humanity, he wrestled with the prospects of the cross. And he said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup, the cup of your wrath, the cup of suffering, pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despised the shame, and he did it for us to bring us in to the promises, amen? And thank God that the greater Moses, the greater David, the Messiah arrived. And he said, the one who heeds my voice heeds the voice of my father. The one that comes to me comes to my Father. Do you know him? Have you met God? Have you asked Jesus to come into your life to be your Lord and your Savior? Father, thank you for your living word. Jesus, thank you for coming on a rescue mission, fulfilling the types and shadows of the Old Testament and even from the pen of Moses and the life of Moses. Thank you that you said yes. <laughs> Thank you for what you endured for me. Thank you that you made a way, the way, to be right with you, to be delivered from the Pharaoh or Satan, from the taskmaster, our sin, from death, from all the things that so easily entangle us. Thank you, Jesus, for delivering with your heart and head bowed. If you've not met Jesus Christ, your deliverer, this is the day that the Lord has made for you to be saved. Ask him in, something this simple but so profound. Jesus, would you save me? Pray it if it's you. 
Thank you that you said yes to the Father. Thank you that you came on that rescue mission to save me. Thank you for your death on the cross and your resurrection from the dead. I believe. I place my trust in you. I repent of my sin and I ask you to forgive me and make me new. In Jesus' name. If you're a a prodigal and you've been running from God and not even so much his call, just walking with him, it's time to come home. And maybe you're here or you're watching and you've had the Lord knocking on the door of your heart for a while in regard to a ministry or a call. And you've had your excuses and you've had your feelings of inadequacy. I pray that the Lord will move you according to his will so that you go. You go in his power and in his grace. Thank you, Father. We're so grateful for your patience with all of us. So grateful that you are long-suffering and good. So grateful that you don't give up on us because we are quick to give up on ourselves at times. May your love and your goodness shower your people. Strengthen them. Give them peace and confidence that you know what you're doing. We love you and we pray this in Jesus' holy name. You've been listening to Oh Lord, Please Send Someone Else, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. That was Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 4, verses 10 through 17. And if you missed any part of today's program, you can always listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Walk in Truth is on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more. Subscribe for free to hear Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. Remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station and provide the podcast for free. Also, more people like you can dive deeper into the Word of God and apply it to their life. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth monthly partner of at least $5 a month or give a one-time gift. Visit walkintruth.com to give. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a final word before we go. Well, the bottom line on please send someone else is maybe that's what you said before. Maybe you're saying it right now. I tell you, there's a temptation in all of us. For pastors, it's usually on Monday morning, and sometimes it leads in even to Tuesday. (laughs) Maybe you should get somebody else for this job, Lord. We all can feel that way. Moses felt that way. It's a very human feeling to feel. And I think what we can say is, Lord, would you just re- baptize my boldness? Would you reinvigorate my courage? Because I I don't want to cower back. I, I want to be that man. Here I am. Lord, send me. I want to be that woman that you send. And so, look, it's a very natural thing to think that someone else should be doing this. How, how could I be the guy? Why should I be the gal? However, this is what the Lord does. He, he, and I'm, I'm going to call myself one of these folks. I'm one of the foolish people that the Lord's used to confound the wise, I pray and hope. Um, that's because it's all his grace. You see, he doesn't use perfect vessels. We've heard Moses complain. He's not good at talking, all of that stuff. But we know in the end, the Lord said, I made the mouth. I'm going to do the work. You simply just need to obey me and I will do the rest. 
Hey, this is Walk in Truth. This is Pastor Michael Lance, and you're listening to us walk through the book of Exodus, which is really a book about salvation and sanctification. It's about our salvation, and also it is about our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. So glad you are listening. Hey, I want to tell you about an event that's coming up here at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona, where I serve as senior pastor, happening on the 31st of October. It's called Harvest Fest. Now, it's going to begin at 5.30 in the afternoon. It's going to 8.30. It's the greatest joy on earth. It's a carnival theme. Going to be lots of fun for the kids. There'll be candy. There'll be food vendors. There'll be worship. There will be inflatables. There'll be a bakewalk, um, music, the gospel preach, so much uh, happening. And it's happening at Living Truth Christian Fellowship on the 31st of October. It's a Halloween alternative you can get information and directions when you go to walkintruth.com. Click on that church tab, walkintruth.com. Click on the church tab. Now, as we think about Halloween coming up, we're doing the alternative on that night. We also have something special for you on our podcast called A Step Closer. Now, this is a mini-sode. It's an additional layer of our radio ministry, our podcast ministry. And we're going to do something called Trick or Treat. And it's going to be the origins of Halloween. And this will be, where did Halloween come from? What about the modern celebrations of it? How do we navigate it as a Christian? Well, you can find all of that when you go to A Step Closer, which is our podcast. And it can be listened to when you go to walkintruth.com, A Step Closer, walkintruth.com. This is Pastor Michael. We'll see you right here tomorrow. God bless you. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 4, verses 18 through 31, called Obedience and Worship. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walking Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.